Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the, the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my... Um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about. But I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. Mm. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort. From the outside in. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes. I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will mm. sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral Sleepy Girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, 
so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Save a kiss for the sun. Don't you wish you could come undone? Take a dip. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. It is Friday. Therefore, you know this is going to be this week in Bachelor Nation. We're going to give you those screams from the pit, the parasocial plays, parasocial creatures. We're going to talk about what we're watching. We're going to talk about all of that juicy Bachelor Nation news. And we are going to do a state of the world, which is going to be a little bit of a serious one. So if you want to fast forward it, totally understandable. But before we get to any of that, we do have to mention that Gore Girl Summer is continuing. We just had a fantastic interview with Chelsea Vaughn earlier this week. If you haven't checked it out, you got to go back and listen to it. She spills a lot of tea in it about her time in game and about her relationship to the pits as well, which was very interesting. It's so good. You know, she wouldn't reveal her last name, but maybe her last name is T. Mm. How about that? Mm. I'll go with that. Yeah, Gore Girl Summer is a gift that keeps on giving, and we're going to have another Gore Girl Summer interview coming on Tuesday next week that you're not going to want to miss. And we have a bit of business. We have our new logo, and to celebrate that, we have our new shirts with the logo on them. You can find these at GameOfRoses.co. I have suggested that you put it on your creature, that it might be good to wear to viewing parties, to sort of peacock. And I, Clues, I have a uh, a proposition for you. Oh? Well, okay. It needs a little... Backstory. We (laughs) (laughs) so we had a meeting today, as we do at um, at Gore. You know, we're a real organization, and in our team meeting, Grace Ann Parks, aka the Dark Seeker, told us that she has been wearing her shirt around town. That's in the Big Apple, the New York City influence. And she has had both men and women approaching her, asking about the shirt because they think it looks cool and are like, what is going on? And this gave me an idea. Mm -hmm. As you know, it's Girl Girl Summer. And what is better for summer than peacocking? I think you and I should only wear our Gore logo shirts this week when we leave the house and see who gets approached more. Okay, this is immediately unfair. It's immediately unfair. What do you mean? How? I Okay, let's just take into account some objective realities here. Your what? age, your gender, and your mm-hmm. amount and quality of hair. All of these things. My hair? Yes, as compared to me, I think. <laughs> is this a compliment? 
take it as you will. I have a good quality hair. Thank I'm you. I'm just saying that I think t-shirt or no t-shirt, you would get approached way more than I would. Also, this entire thing no. that you're promoting it depends on me leaving my house ever, which is a rarity. I mean, you can go, you go to the gym, you go to the market. Where better to have strangers approach you? <laughs> okay. I think, I think just because of your gender doesn't mean you're going to get approached more. I have a friend and he gets approached all the time whenever mm. we're out. Just strangers of all genders and types. I think it might be because he has a mustache. So maybe. Mm. Maybe you could grow your little half mustache. Yeah, I can only grow half a mustache. That might help you seem more approachable. <laughs> no, I think it's the opposite. I think a half mustache is off-putting and, and would actually repel people. I think the shirt will be like, well, I don't know about that guy. He's got a half mustache. But what is that shirt? I have to know. Okay. I'll wear the shirt. I'll, uh, I'll go around with the shirt in a grocery store or something like that. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll even videotape the experience. And we'll see what happens. My prediction, Ooh. not a single person will approach me. That's my prediction. I predict there is going to be at least one person who asks you about it. Okay. We'll see. I mean, you have to leave your house, though. Uh, I don't have to. And smile. Smile, babe. Give him a little <laughs> twinkle. <laughs> okay. Maybe I will. Or you can put it on your creature. Put it on your squirrel, and then people will come asking. I don't have a squirrel anymore. She is deceased. Thank you, though, for reminding me of that horrible trauma. Time for a new squirrel. We do encourage <laughs> we do encourage everyone to try this out for themselves. Don mm -hmm. the gore t-shirt. Emerge from your home into the world. See what happens. I'm curious. When Dark Seeker told us that this was happening to her, I was kind of like, well, that's that's interesting. But anyway, I'll indulge you. I'll do it. Yeah, I, I, I've only worn it out in the world when I was doing my photo shoot, and I think that made me unapproachable. Oh, right, because people are like, people hate influencers. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, but the t-shirt is available. You just go to gameofroses.co, and you can pick it up there in a variety of colors and sizes, whatever you prefer. You're going to want to be dressed in the team uniform because the sauce wars are coming. Coming? We're in the sauce wars. The sauce Wars are upon us, and the tea will set you free. This is my new Sauce Wars motto. I love it. And it's true. Because when you're really talking about the Sauce Wars, okay, this is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You're talking about off-contract players coming out and saying the truth, spilling the tea. They are free. They are off-contract. They are rejoicing in waterfalls of tea. The flip side of that is your company players, your GSJs, your Sereners, your Nadasha Parkers, your Becca Kufrins, your Tia Booths, your Mike Johnsons, your Brian DeBaslos. These are players that are trapped. Mm. They are confined by the nature of their contract with Warner Brothers. They cannot divulge the tea, but the tea will set them free from the shackles of their oppressor, Warner Brothers Communications. It depends who you wind up being. That is right. But now that our business is out of the way, we are going to move on to talking about some news that has happened recently in the world outside of Bachelor Nation. Then we're going to relate it back to Bachelor Nation. And again, this one is very serious. I'm sure everyone knows what the biggest news story in our country currently is. We are going to be talking about that. So if you don't want to hear that, if it is triggering for you in any way, please skip ahead maybe 15 minutes or so. Yeah, we will be discussing gun violence this is Game of Roses. 
state of the world. Well, the dystopia keeps on dystopying. There's a lot of darkness going on. Oklahoma's governor just signed into law. They're outlawing abortion completely in the state, which was already taking on some of the runoff from Texas. The war of Russian aggression continues on. We, of course, are still living with COVID. And we just had the two-year anniversary of the murder of George Floyd by police. But the biggest news in our country is that this week in the city of Uvalde in Texas, a gunman walked into an elementary school and killed 21 people, including 19 children. These are nine and 10 year olds and two teachers. They are still investigating what has been going on, but it looks like the Uvalde police and CBP response team on Tuesday waited up to 60 minutes before entering the school while the kids were bleeding out. They tased and arrested parents who were begging them to go in and attempting to rescue the kids themselves, while 40% of Uvalde's city budget goes to police. The school district had its own police force. And after decades of mass shootings, there's still zero evidence that police have the ability to stop them from happening while gun safety and other policies can. And this was definitely like what we needed to talk about this week. But I was like, how does it relate to Bachelor Nation? And then I was like, this sounds familiar. And I realized we've already done a state of the world on mass shootings. We did this episode already on March 25th, 2021, our state of the world. It was after the mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado, which resulted in 10 murders less than a week after another mass shooting that was a hate crime against the Asian community that left eight people dead in Atlanta. And... We're the only country in the world that has mass shootings as frequently as we do, and the only country on the planet that has more guns than people, which it doesn't mean everyone has a gun. Only 30% of the American population claims to own guns, so that's that means that the people who do have guns have a lot of guns. And there is a rich culture surrounding gun ownership and use in America, and that culture is well represented in our beloved game. The first gun in the game was season one, Rhonda Rittenhouse, who arguably got the first villain edit. She shot a gun off the side of a boat at Clay Pigeons on one of the very first group dates ever. And then season five, you had Jesse Palmer, Dark Lord Palmer. He went on a hometown with Tara Huckabee in Oklahoma City. And her dad came out with a bunch of guns and forced Jesse Palmer to shoot them into a lake. That was a be a man group or be a man hometown date. Sorry. Season nine, we saw another hometown, Jennifer Wilson, who wound up being the ring winner. Actually, they went on an aquatic date and at the familial home, there was a gun and Jennifer Wilson's dad picks it up and says, this is the weapon I'd pick if somebody did something wrong to my daughter. 
season 10, Andy Baldwin. Uh, there was a date where Aaron Parker, a player, told Baldwin that she wanted to shoot guns with him. And he said, Aaron may have bleach blonde hair and looks like a Barbie doll, but she sure knows how to do some manly things like shoot guns. And that's attractive. Later on that same season, there was a two-on-one date that took place on the deck of an aircraft carrier, which is a giant floating gun. And the producers included all this in these edits to get this idea across that guns are manly and a valuable part of building romance and American culture. And then even in more recent seasons, we've got season 18, uh, Andy Dorfman's hometown. They did a be a man shooting guns at the familial home. We had in season 16, Amber Tierney, a critical care nurse from Waverly, Nebraska, had the second intro package in that season, which was her shooting a gun. Season 19, Chris Souls, Becca Tilly went on a one-on-one date with him that had animal animal husbandry and guns in it. The date card, by the way, for that one read, let's give love a shot. And they shot cans with a revolver. Tia Booth's intro video on her season of Bachelor had her firing a gun. Jojo, 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 Jojo Fletcher and Luke Pell went on a one-on-one date on Jojo, Jojo season where they shoot a gun. And then we get all this crazy postseason parasocial play from ring winner Garrett Egorian routinely hoisting machine guns and firearms with American flags in the background and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, potentially the the biggest link to what has just happened in Uvalde to our beloved game is Blake Horseman himself, the runner up on Becca Kufrin's season of Bachelorette. His hometown featured going to his high school where a mass shooting occurred and he was a survivor of it. So it's obviously very interconnected into not only our beloved game, but just the fabric of America and American pop culture. And even as we're watching this, you know, horrible tragedy unfolding and getting all the politicians weighing in and thoughts and prayers. And we all know nothing's going to happen in Congress because it never does, because it's all about money. And all of these Republican senators and Congress people are taking huge amounts of money from the NRA. They have to keep their lobbyists happy. They know that that's how they maintain power, how they maintain money. But even as all of that is going on, every time something like this happens, at least for me, I'm just reminded of Columbine, which was really the first big one of these school mass shootings that happened in 1999. It was my senior year in college. And I remember Eric Harrison, Dylan Klebold, those two gunmen, they were made into celebrities out of this tragedy almost immediately. And now post-fact, there are a million books written about them, movies made about them, documentaries made about them, and they are turned into these kind of celebrities within that culture. And I think the same is happening again. And, and a lot of people ask, why does this shit happen specifically in our country? And yes, it has to do with bad gun laws. And yes, it has to do with... Uh, you know, guns being a piece of American culture since the founding of the country. But I also think it has a lot to do with how media treats this shit. Like right now, there is some 14-year-old kid watching everything that's happening on CNN and MSNBC, getting the idea that like, maybe that's what I should be doing. And I think that's a huge part of it. And I don't know how that changes because the cable companies, the news companies also are like salivating when this shit happens because they know it means higher ratings, more money for them. People are going to be glued to the TV. I mean, they have definitely made concerted efforts to not center the perpetrators as much and not repeat their names, not show their images as much. 
Um, but it also like harkens back to what we were talking about with abortion of like the majority of the country supporting things that we can't get past. According to BradyUnited.org, 97% of Americans want expanded background checks. This this small, small thing that we can do. Um, some other some other facts from BradyUnited.org. Americans kill each other with guns 25 times the rate of other high-income countries. Every 16 hours, a woman is shot dead by her current or former partner. And there is definitely a uh, gendered element to this. They are Most of these people are white, young white men uh, who are doing these things. And... Access to a gun in the home increases the risk of death by suicide by 300%. Jesus. You know that thing you're talking about that it's 97% of Americans want at least expanded background checks, if not even Mm -hmm. more stringent gun control put in place legally in some way. But we're essentially being held hostage as a country on this issue and many others by a small group of Republican congresspeople and senators. And this isn't just gun control. It's also about who's the fucking president of the United States. Up until Biden, the prior however many presidents, Republican presidents, had lost the popular election in Trump's case by a wide, wide margin. And it just doesn't matter because the system is now rigged so that it doesn't matter what the people want. It doesn't matter if 97% of the American fucking population wants this thing to pass. It Mm -hmm. will not even be voted on. Because the politicians don't give no. a shit about anything except money. To be clear, these things are voted on in the House and not by Congress. And I watched the uh, I watched the Instagram live of AOC this week, which I thought was was pretty good. If anyone wants to check it out, but she talks about a number of these different topics, and you know, it was it was a little bit disheartening just like hearing her clearly say like Congress is corrupt. And we're not a democracy. We are an oligarchy with democratic moments. That's how she describes it. But she also encourages not being cynical and that there are still things we can do. Walkouts, marches, et cetera. Like people can do things locally. And unfortunately, that is how all of these things are being handled now. We're having our healthcare being handled by GoFundMe. We're having donating to the families being handled by GoFundMe, et cetera. I personally, I'm a, I'm a strict constitutional by the letter gal, though. Um, I think we all have the right to own the exact gun that those motherfuckers from the uh, 17- and 1800s had, a musket, mm-hmm. that took 30 seconds to load the next, at least 30 seconds to load the next shot, and you could jerk off in the time it takes to load another one or other activities. <laughs> and I think all other guns should be illegal. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's just me and my homeboys, John Hancock. Yeah. And such. And that's what they wanted. And they were right about everything. I think we're getting to a point. You know, we talk a lot about unionization plays in our beloved game on this show. I think we're getting to a point in America, generally speaking, and gun violence is a part of it. These school shootings are a part of it. So is abortion. So is the election, like every component of our political system, basically, as AOC was saying, is just corrupt. It does not work anymore. It has been so perverted by greed and by people who don't give a fuck about anything but money. These, The current Republican sitting 
Congress people, senators who will not even vote on this. They don't give a shit that children are being murdered. They do not care. They only care about money. And I think we are getting to a point where a general work strike is going to be something that happens in this mm-hmm. country where we all collectively just say, look, if you don't like the way things are going, don't go to fucking work. And if you even get like 30% of the American population doing that, the country will collapse. And that's an amazing amount of power that we wield as a populace. And I don't think it, it takes the ability to say like, fuck it, whatever consequences may happen to me as a result of not going to work, I have to accept that, you know? And then you get shit done. It just like our systems are failing us. And, you know, we have like Citizens United and stuff. There's just, it's, it's obscene and it's disheartening. And it's like, there's not going to be a massacre bad enough for these guys to not care about money. Like we've seen children slaughtered, fucking children slaughtered. They don't care about children. It's not their children. The thing that to me, the most shocking one was when Steve Scalise, who I think at the time was the GOP House whip, maybe high ranking member of fucking Congress. Somebody walked onto a softball Mm -hmm. field where they were practicing softball and just started opening fire. This motherfucker took a round. He got shot. A fucking sitting member of Congress got shot. They did nothing. They passed nothing. It was just like, you're taking one for the team. In this case, literally a bullet. I just, I'm like, what are your two arguments for having guns? It's your hobby or the government is going to try to take over us. Hobbies that result in the periodic slaughter of children or anyone else should be illegal. I'm sorry. I am currently looking for a new hobby. I'm considering pickleball or tennis. If I found out that in order to use my pickleball racket, that it would cause periodic massacres of children and others, guess what? I would melt my pickleball racket down. I would find a new hobby. And if you are an idiot and you think that in case the government turns on the people, you're going to be able to use your, your guns. Like we literally use all of our money in this country, almost all for in taxes for the military and the police, they will destroy you. I went to a peaceful abortion protest and was literally facing an army. Like you're not going to be able to fight the government. Yeah. And the argument, the other argument that is used is good guy with a gun stops bad guy with a gun. We've already dispelled that by exactly what happened here in this mass shooting. The cops waited outside for an hour, letting all of these children die because they did not respond in time. Tasing and arresting the parents wanting to go in. It's it's so fucking horrifying. That's your good guy with a gun is tasing the parents of a dying child. It, we're at a point where it is so blatantly clear this it I mean we've already yeah. been at this point though so many other times which is why I think everybody probably correctly so realizes nothing's going to happen. Republicans are starting to already, you know, spin up this fucking idea that it's mental health. Yeah. It's mental health. We need to take all the doors off the schools. Yes, that's that's mm. the clear problem from this. The doors. And by the way, if it's mental health, great then you won't mind reallocating half the money we spend on the defense budget to public mental health, right? We can go ahead and do that then? No, of course not. It's just so frustrating, so fucking maddening, and just terrifying to have to be a fucking kid growing up in this weird society where it's just like, well, you got to do your mass shooting drills now once a month. I think about it every time I go to a public event. I thought about it at Coachella. Like, 
it's unfortunately this like ever present fear now. And, and I just like, I can't even, I know, you know, we've had these things happen so much and there's just, and there's shootings all the time, all the time in our country. But like looking at like the pictures of the kids and the interviews with the families and like the, one of the teachers who was killed, like these two, the the two teachers who like put their lives, put themselves between the, between the shooter and the, and the kids as opposed to the cops and who don't, you know, don't even have weapons. Um, and one of them who had four kids, her husband died of a heart attack a couple days later. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's hard to take, it's hard to take all of this shit in. And, you know, we've been, you know, this is a bachelor podcast and we try to like make it fun and stuff. And, but it's just like, we're not going to like ignore this. Like, I don't know. I agree with you. And I, for me, the, the worst part of it is that everyone who sees this knows it is completely fucked up and that there are very simple steps that can be taken to ensure that at least it would be more difficult for someone who wants to do this to do it again. And those steps are not taken because of a handful of the greediest people who are alive in America sitting in the government right now, refusing to even vote on this shit, let alone make something happen. And then you look at, you know, what, what about Joe Biden? This motherfucker could have issued an executive order. Instead, thoughts and prayers, a speech about how bad it is and blah, 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 and nothing changes. Kristen Cinema was like, I don't think Washington is where we is where we get this done. And it's like, what do you think your jobs yeah. are? Why did you even do this job? Their jobs are to personally enrich themselves. That is what all politicians do. And it's all they care about. And this is, to me, clear evidence of it. 97% of Americans want something done, and it's not even entertained. What is their job, if not to enrich themselves personally at the cost of doing what they're supposed to be doing? Anyway, we're fired up about this, obviously, and we know that it's been the biggest thing in the news cycle. We had to talk about it. You know, we hope everybody out there listening to this is like doing as, as well as you can be doing with it especially if you're close to it in any way, you know, our condolences, obviously. And we hope still, despite everything we've said, we hope that something fucking changes. Everyone is going to be close to it. Like it's like, like we're saying it touches bachelor nation. It's going to, it's, God, we have some resources for trying to get involved. Um, if, you know, I find that taking action helps me um, cope with this horrifying reality. You can follow at Everytown or go to everytown.org. You can go to marchforourlives.com. There's going to be a March for Our Lives march on June 11th um, everywhere in D.C. and locally. So go to that website to find your local march. I will be marching. Uh, BradyUnited.org is that um, website that I was referencing the gun statistics from, um, at vote save America's Instagram page has a link in their bio. Um, if you want to donate to verified Texas elementary school shooting relief fundraisers, 
I'm. Uh, I don't know either. And it's difficult to to move on from this and do a podcast now, but it's not great for our comedy when I'm crying in the beginning of the podcast. No, but I mean, this is also the thing of of our country, and I I'm sure you saw the video of Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors, who was playing a playoff game that night, and he has to give a yeah. press conference before it, and he just makes it all about the school shooting and he's outraged and he's on the verge of mm-hmm. tears. And then he ends it by saying like, and now we have to go play a basketball game because like yeah. that is what it is. We all still have our jobs to do. And it's like the world keeps turning and you hope for fucking change, which we still do. But now we got to play our basketball game as well. So we are going to move on into the next segment of our show. But again, we hope everybody out there is. I, you had um, Beto O'Rourke, another, another tall white man, Getting uh getting up in people's Greg faces Abbott. during the Abbott press conference. Um, I I enjoyed watching that. I mean, it's like I just enjoy like not enjoy. I appreciate people thinking outside the box and and feeling like enough is enough and trying to do anything. Yeah, I wish we could do more. I think we all do, but unfortunately, we're held hostage by a very small group of politicians. And now we are going to try to move on with this podcast. And this is our next segment. What are you watching? What are you watching? Amidst all of this bad shit, I will say, I am watching something that has lifted my spirits a little bit. It is on Netflix. It is called Love on the Spectrum US. I watched the first two seasons of Love on the Spectrum I think they did the other ones in Australia, maybe? Yeah, they did. I watched those. I loved that show. They're great. And this one is no different. It's just a different cast of people that they have in there. All people on the autism spectrum looking for love in one way or another. And they set them up on these blind dates with one another. And some of them work and some of them don't. All of these people are super funny, in my opinion. Some of the people from the, the first two seasons have like podcasts and shit now. Mr. Type A or something, <gasps> Michael. Yeah, that guy has his own podcast. He's so fucking funny. I love him. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, love on the Spectrum is so good. I didn't know there was a US version. I will have to watch that. Yeah, it came out this week, I think, or last week, maybe. Is it? How is it different? Is it different in any way? Um, no, still a lot of... They have like a love coach or a dating coach come and help out some of them. They still have a lot of shots of family dogs looking on in the background. I don't know why that is like a staple of that show. They did it in the Australian one too. If your family has a dog, that dog's going to be on fucking camera. A lot of creature play, a lot of trips to zoos and and whatever. And it's a very similar format where they introduce a character and then they say, and this character doesn't like loud noises or scratchy clothing, you know, whatever their mm-hmm. hypersensitivities are. They include that. And yeah. I like that. It's kind of like an Amelie-esque little moment for each of them. Their little quirks. Yeah. My hypersensitivities are smell and crowds. How are we going to go to stagecoach? I I just suffer through it, basically. I mean. Blindfold you. Yeah. I'll have on some AR glasses so that it will. And cover your nose. (laughs) Not like, I don't know. I don't mind like certain smells. But um Bad smells to me are like debilitating. Sometimes like I have to leave the gym if there's a guy in there with BO or something. I'm like, I can't be here. I also, I, the thing I really like about that show, it's it's very wholesome and mm. 
it also makes you look at relationships and dating like in a very different way. And you realize that you sort of, um, you know, a lot of people innately have these instincts. And when you're, when you see the coach, like coaching them and being like, no, you actually can't do this. You need to whatever, like the way the coaches coach them of like how to navigate this sort of ritual that we sort of take for granted Mm-hmm. as like a natural process um it's fascinating i yeah i mean i one of the hallmarks really of autism i think for me anyway has been like card shuffling how dare you <laughs> that probably is some kind of tism thing but absolutely <laughs> my weird collections <laughs> anyway for me it was like when i was a kid i remember distinctly like looking at other kids and being like social interaction is a system that I have to break down, understand and dominate. And that's kind of what I do for, (laughs) for everything. That's how we've done the fucking bachelor. It's like identifying a system, breaking it down and now dominating it by putting players into it. It is similar to us breaking down our system. I never thought of it that way. That's all my brain does is break down systems, create systems, learn how to make systems, uh, more efficient, whatever. But, um, one of them certainly has been dating in my life. Like that was a system that was part of the social interaction system, a subset of it. And you just pick up a little tips and shit. Yeah. What did, what did you learn for that system? What are your best dating tips? Oh, I don't know that I have any necessarily. It was just for me to learn how to like interact in that, that scenario, I guess. And you pick up little cues from everything, watching rom-coms, The Bachelor, whatever. And you, at least for me the hallmark of setting up a good way to interact with the system is taking a wide variety of different strategies and using the most successful pieces of it in a a synthesized strategy of your own. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And One Skin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists 
Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about. But I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband you want that you don't want it to be rolling you don't want it to be showing and i'm hooked i don't want to wear anything else it's all got to go now well this ad actually is kind of about that pace case everybody knows me undies <laughs> makes great underwear it's in the name me undies but it's not just about underwear you can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers hoodies onesies and a whole bunch more and their move me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market there's no doubt about it right now you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. Which I feel like is what I've done with pretty much everything in my life. Well, Clues, what I'm watching this week, I think actually is also going to pick you up. Hmm. I started watching, based on your recommendation, Outer Range Season 1. Oh, my God. <laughs> How far into it are you? I think I finished it. What do you think of it? I I love it. I am, I was, oh. like, completely hooked from the beginning. I was like, I have to keep watching this. And then I couldn't even remember what you had said about it, except that the bar was called The Pit. Yeah. And there's kind of like a pit is like the central plot line that there's this big hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a literal pit on the this guy's property that's like a time portal. But did you ever get into the shit where it's like bad, like actively bad, like when the other rancher is talking about the porn that he used to buy and it's a slow pushing on his face for like two minutes while he's giving a monologue about porn? <laughs> I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but the main <laughs> bad part I took away from it was there's so much singing. Yeah, that one guy's singing all the time. That motherfucker <laughs> is singing yes. in every goddamned episode. He's singing all the time. For no reason. And like, I get... Well, I get he's like, he's actually a singer, like the actor or something, but I'm like... But he's not good. That's part of his thing is he's a bad singer. It's so weird. Very distracting. Well, that's the thing. That's that's why I don't get it. That's why I don't get it. He's like a good singer who's trying to be a bad singer. 
and it, that part was extremely distracting for me. <laughs> I agree. It it vacillates from scenes and moments that you cannot believe they committed to film because they are so weird and bad to actually pretty interesting sci-fi fantasy premises about time travel and shit. And you're just like back and forth. You're like, what the fuck? That guy has a crow for a pet? Why? And then in the next scene, you're like, actually, that's pretty cool. It's I've never seen a show like it. I love it. it it's engaging. I think if you watch the first episode, you'll probably watch all eight. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it. Let's see. It's rated a 7.7 on IMDb. There's a lot of grunting, a lot of grumbling, as is popular with contemporary Westerns. The same can be seen in like Yellowstone or any of the spinoffs of Yellowstone. Just a lot of like... Is Yellowstone sci-fi? No, nor are any of its spinoffs. This is like a Hmm. sci-fi Yellowstone. But... Thank you for watching it. I'm glad that you're enjoying it or have enjoyed the first season. I'm sure there will be more episodes to come. I, I will be watching all of them <laughs> forever. And now let's move on to the next portion of our program in which we discuss all those luscious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, after Jojo Jojo Fletcher took her relationship with Arobro to the next level last week, the other half of that dynamic duo, Becca Tilly, followed suit by putting the speculation that she was dating pop singer Haley Kiyoko to rest with a very public confirmation that came by way of an Instagram post sharing some of the couple's most memorable moments together. The post was captioned, hard to say if this is a hard or soft launch, but it's a launch, heart emoji. Then to further solidify their relationship publicly, Kyoko released a music video for her song, For the Girls, which we played up top a little snippet from. She released that video last Friday featuring herself as the Bachelorette looking for her true love and finding Tilly in the process. It was Tilly herself who revealed that she was in a relationship back in 2019 on her podcast, Scrubbing In, when she told her co-host, Tanya Rad, that she was, in quotes, in love with a mystery person. She and Kyoko decided to keep their relationship private until the time was right. Congrats go out to Tilly and Kyoko on their new public status and on this fucking video. I'm sure we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but holy shit. It was brilliant. We absolutely will. (laughs) Up next in Bachelor Nation news, the second Bachelorette of season 16, Tasha Adams, proved that her departure as co-host of the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast with Becca Kufrin was indeed in service of pursuing bigger and better things. The beauty and wellness proponent has landed a gig hosting the 2022 MTV Movie and TV Unscripted Awards. The show will air on MTV Sunday, June 5th, and honor the best in reality TV. Fellow members of the nation, protected players GSJ and Serena Pitt are nominated this year for Best Reality Romance. Adams shared a video of herself holding an MTV Movie Award that garnered some supportive comments from fellow superstar players Caitlin Bristow, Fletcher, and even staunch supporter of women taking men's names upon marriage, Mike Johnson. Oh, no. His new moniker. <laughs> Cong- congrats to Tasha Adams for putting this one-time prestigious feather in her cap. Hopefully it will lead to bigger and better things to come. 
yeah, I put in there this one-time prestigious feather because like the MTV Movie Awards or MTV TV and Movie Awards as they became known later, and now there's an unscripted one. That used to be like a big thing. I mean, decades ago. Now, I don't think anybody watches this shit. Nobody even watches the Oscars anymore. Nonetheless, yeah. this is something that will get written about. This is something that will get her some more exposure. Maybe it'll crack her up over two million. I don't think so, but maybe. I mean, how many people are watching the MTV movie and TV unscripted awards? Like not a lot, but she's at 1.7 million. I don't know. She probably won't get 300,000 from it. But I mean, I do think there will be memes that come out of this. There will be people wearing crazy clothes. There will be hopefully people doing some crazy shit that might get memed. So I and and if she's a part of that in some mm, way. Right. Yeah, maybe there will be like a viral video or something. Could be. How could she get that 300 extra 300k? Got to date somebody. I feel like she would have to like yeah, pair up with dare I say it, Peter Popeye Weber? He's all Ooh, he's up there. That's I'm like who are the guys who have the most followers? And have a baby. You know what she should do? Having a baby or entering a thruple with Becca Tilly and Haley Kiyoko. Okay. Well, that's obviously the answer. Yeah, that would do it. But speaking <laughs> of bigger and better things to come, the first promo for Windekia was released last Friday. In the past, the promotions department for our beloved game has shown just how out of touch they are by using movie references from a bygone century. The Graduate... <laughs> released in 1967, was used to promote Bachelor Season 16. Thelma and Louise, released in 1991, was used to promote Bachelorette Season 17. And Ghost, released in 1990, was used to promote Bachelor Season 24. Please look that video up if you haven't seen it. Look up Ghost, Peter Weber. God, I, I can't even really describe it. But in the movie Ghost, there is a famous scene where Demi Moore is uh, doing clay. She's making a pot on a wheel and Patrick Swayze comes up behind her shirtless, puts his hands on her hands and kind of does like an embrace from behind as they're mashing the clay and it leads to a very steamy romantic scene. They try to reprise that in this promotion for Bachelor Season 24 where a bunch of different hands, Peter Weber is sitting shirtless in front of a clay pot and a bunch of different hands come out from behind him and they're smashing the clay and he's trying to act like he's in ecstasy. It's hard to watch, but you can find it. At any rate, in a shocking turn of events, the Bachelor Promotions Department decided to use a reference from a movie that was released this millennium, even if barely. The first promo for Bachelorette season 19 features a heavy reference to the movie Mean Girls, which was released in, hold on to your hats, 2004. In the promo, Rekia sits in a convertible and tells Wendy, get in, loser, we're going shopping, to which Wendy replies, for a husband. A second promo was then released featuring both leads in rose petal dresses taking off in the convertible to begin their unbelievable journey, which is actually already over as some of the players and even Wendy herself have returned to social media over the past week. Is this move toward more recent movie references an indication that the ABC promotions department has hired some new younger blood or is the fact that Recchia was made to mimic a line from the iconic villain of the movie, Regina George, a subtle nod to the malicious intent behind <clears throat> pitting these two friends against each other for our entertainment. Time will, of course, tell. On Mondays, we watch Windeckia. <laughs> Do you think that'll be on their next one? <laughs> no. I don't think... No, they'll never call it Windeckia. It would be really fetch if they called it Windeckia. Okay, Ooh, nice. I'm done. Finally, in Bachelor Nation news... 
fourth place finisher from the recently concluded Bachelor Season 26, Serene Russell has made a major announcement. The one-time elementary school teacher is leaving her career in education to roll the dice in the influencer world. Russell took to Instagram to release a multi-slide post featuring artwork from her students and images of herself as a teacher, along with a caption that reads, My teaching career started in 2020. I graduated with a mass communications degree in broadcast media. However, all the stars aligned and led me to an opportunity at the elementary school I attended as a child. My journey in education was never one I expected. I've been so blessed to work in the community I grew up in. Becoming a teacher at the school that raised me was the most incredible and eye-opening experience. At this time in my life, I am deciding to leave education to pursue a job in my degree field. I've always been so passionate about media slash storytelling, and I'm beyond excited to give that part of me a chance. My school and kids will always have a special corner in my heart. The OKC kids get it. Here's to the future. I forgot she was in Oklahoma. This is why she's quitting. <laughs> the abortion laws. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Oklahoma doesn't allow a lot of opportunity for... Uh, I don't even think it's that. I think it's just influencers. Russell has made it very clear that she is open to making a run on sand, where as a top four finisher, she will be a player of interest for any potential suitors. Russell has 51.9 thousand followers on Instagram and 2.4K on TikTok. We certainly hope she makes a run on sand and gets those numbers up so she can realize her dream of becoming an influencer. Good luck, Serene. Has she made any influencer promises? A la Michelle Young. Not yet, no. Her numbers are not high enough, and they did not give her a $200,000 check at the end of her season. Now, it's time to move on to that portion of our program where we discuss all the plays that our favorite players are making off the field and in the metaverse. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. Multiple players responded to the gun violence this week with gun control parasocial plays, including GOATs Rachel Lindsay and Caitlin Bristow, as well as Next Crown Rachel Rachel Recchia, speaking out against guns and posting resources for pressuring representatives on gun control. Season 26 attempted tier player Sarah Hamrick posted a reel captioned, POV, you've applied to a TV show containing a highlight reel of her getting the call and leaving to film Clayton's season of The Bachelor to the popular Harry Styles song, As It Was. The reel has 65.3 thousand views. In extremely pit behavior, the undisputed goat Caitlin Bristow has carved her podcast listeners into her godlike flesh. <laughs> this week, she got a tattoo in honor of the five-year anniversary of her podcast to celebrate her community of vinos that she created with the italicized word vinos on her arm in black. She posted an image of herself pointing to this holy act on her Instagram main grid. The caption reads, Vinos are with me forever. Swipe to see my new Vinos tattoo. Is it Vinos or Vinos? I think it's Vinos because she has her things off the vine. And it rhymes with Winos. And she drinks a lot of wine. I think it's supposed to be a clever pun. Yesterday was my five-year podcast anniversary. And I promise you, the community of Vinos we have built means everything to me. Bringing people together and making people smile is my light work. It's what I was put on this planet to do. And the Vinos have supported me since day one. Perens, pretty sure they are why I won the mirror ball. And Perens, I agree. I love you, Vinos. Anyone else want to get a matching one? Ooh, thank you. At John Boy Tattoo, it's perfect. Hashtag John Boy Tattoo. Hashtag off the vine. The two slide post is 36.6K likes. I think she should have way more likes for this. She's openly 
inviting other people like to get a tattoo. Right? Her tattoo? Vine I, I don't know. A matching one would be Vinos. Did you ever see a documentary about Nexium? No. It's a cult where they branded people with the Nexium logo. That's all I'm saying. But congratulations to the female goat and her godlike flesh. Should we get gore tattoos? Would you get one? What would it be? I don't know. I'll get a tattoo that says depends on who you wind up being or tastes like rest or it's like restaurant. Sorry. Mm, ILR. Yeah. Hashtag ILR. Just as big as I can get it across my chest. Someone got praise be <laughs> praise be Dark Lord Harrison, didn't they? Yeah. On their knuckles. Yeah, there have been some pit tattoos. I might get one eventually. I don't know what it would be exactly yeah. yet, but I would probably get a, some kind of a pit tattoo. I don't have a tattoo, but if I were to get a tattoo, I would do this probably. I have two tattoos that I gave myself that are not worth discussing. And I have one dragon on my back that was given to me by someone I paid to do it, a tattoo artist when I was 18 that is now basically morphed into like just a black rectangle. Pixar didn't happen. Maybe. <laughs> Well, let us sound off in the comments about what tattoos Clues and I should get. And we have to get matching ones? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'll match. It depends on what you do. How about this? I'll get Caitlin Russo's face on a bicep if you get Nick Vial's face somewhere on you. Oh, no. I'm sorry. No. There you have it. Miss me with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on, the runner-up on Crystal season 19 and JoJo's dynamic duo extraordinary partner from Bachelor Ben Higgins season 20, Becca Tilly, posted a reel of the moments with girlfriend Haley Kiyoko over the past four years to the Dagny song, Love You Like That. We discussed this in news. The caption reads, hard to say if this is a hard launch or soft launch, but it is a launch. And the reel has 3.9 million views <laughs> and 230k likes. This is a juggernaut. A juggernaut. I mean, arguably it has more engagement than our winner, but and they're... Than our winner? It has more engagement than a standard episode of our beloved <laughs> game. They don't pull 3.9 million viewers Huge. for half the episodes last season. This is... I knew Tilly could do this. Like, I... I've always thought she was like, she's just one of the best players who's never been a crown. You know, she's, yes. there's very few who get in the million club who are not crowns and she is one of them. And she's from early, early seasons. Um, Look, all of these were excellent plays. However, our parasocial play of the week goes to Haley Kiyoko and Becca Tilly for the, for the girls music video in this three minute, and five-second video, Kyoko casts herself as the Bachelorette in a fantasy alternate universe, one in which the Bachelorette can be queer. It starts with Kyoko on driveway, our crown from a parallel nation in the multiverse. She then starts limo exits, including tots. It takes two, my personal favorite, a U-Haul grandy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Standies and the players have all types of bodies and outfits. Two players show up in the same dress, some, some staples of our beloved game. One performs an It Takes Two Night One Kiss. Yoko intercuts the limo exits with an American Beauty esque shot of her in a bed of roses, as well as Cocktails Part One. We then see quick pops of fireside mini dates with Kyoko, 
One is over. One player is overserved. Attempts a steal that's blocked. We see more steals and kisses. One cringles her a money plant. One cringles her a painting, Hannah Ann Sluice style. And the overserved player argues with the producer. Kyoko grabs the Fimp Rose from a silver tray on the coffee table. She then conducts a staircase rose ceremony during which she hands out multicolored roses. But mid-rose ceremony, there's a night one curveball as a horn outside blares. There's a late arrival as we pan up to a veteran on her third tour. It's Becca Tilly in a golden dress. Goosebumps. The shot cuts to black. The video on YouTube has 872,000 views and 43K likes. The production quality is insane. It looks better than 99.999% of Bachelor parodies I've seen. I had a smile grinning from ear to ear watching this entire thing. The song is great, too. It's so well done. Such a beautiful moment in Bachelor Nation history. Tilly's not the first female Bachelor player to come out but she is the first to do it with this extraordinary level of parasocial play. You are saying that the production quality is insane and it looks better than 99% of Bachelor parodies. I think it looks better than the show itself. This (laughs) shit is fucking like top notch. I don't know who directed this. I don't know who shot this, but these people should be given way more money than they got to do this, I would imagine, because it's so fucking well done. It captures the visual tone of The Bachelor Again, mm-hmm. I think in a way that is better than The Bachelor itself. I mean, the content is better than The Bachelor itself. It's a fantasy True. world in which we get to see a woman dating women. <sighs> Indeed. Well, congratulations to Becca Tilly and Haley Kiyoko. And now let's move on to those parasocial plays made by some non-humans within the nature. Within the nation, sorry. <laughs> uh, Minnow makes the list this week. Minnow's innocent until proven guilty, but she looks very guilty in Becca Kufrin's TikTok <laughs> featuring Minnow's bashful reaction to Kufrin discovering that she made a giant mess out of the trash. Kendall cute. Long's pup Pistachio wanted to join her in a workout. That was a very cute video, cute. but there can only be one of these winners. They were great creature plays, but this week, the parasocial creature of the week goes to an injured seagull found by Bachelor Season 17 Ring winner Blake Moines, the professional wildlife enthusiast, took to the Instagram reels to instruct the fourth audience about best practices when it comes to saving injured animals on the side of the highway. In the video, Moines definitely wraps a towel around the injured gull and carries it away off screen, ostensibly to be treated at a wildlife center nearby. Congrats to the gull and to Blake Moines for showing us all how to help an injured animal should we ever encounter one. Cute. It was indeed. And now it is that time for Pace Case and I to descend deep into the darkest realms of the pit and issue forth our scream. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? and that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today. 
with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is Screams from the Pit. You know, earlier at the top of this episode, I mentioned our meeting in which Grace Ann talked about how she was peacocking in her gore t shirt mm-hmm. at www.gameofroses.co to find those. And during this meeting as well, I took a phone call. And from this phone call comes my scream. I, you know, I have just turned 33. I would like to have children in the future. Some do my own fetus play. And I have been researching my, looking into my fertility, thinking about whether I should freeze my eggs, etc. And so I had a call with a gynecologist and during it, I was asking, I was like, oh, my, my friend had this fertility test done and I'm trying to figure out if I can do that to see, you know, an estimate of, you know, how many eggs you have left kind of thing. (laughs) And the doctor at first was like, it wasn't a thing. I was like, no, I know my, my friend had it, had it done. Mm. And I will confess on this podcast, which I did not confess on this phone call. It was not my friend who did this. It was, (laughs) it was not my friend who did this. It was a character on the Bravo TV show, Summer House, Lindsay Hubbard, who made it a plot point that she got her fertility tested and she had the eggs of a 20 year old and she threw this, my eggs are very young party, basically. So when you are telling the doctor, my friend, I know these tests exist, my friend did one of these tests, are you purposely augmenting the relationship with this person from Summer House in order to make it sound more personable to the doctor, more realistic to the doctor? Or in that moment, are you really like, oh yeah, she's my friend? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Do I think she's my friend? 
No. Do I feel like I know her? Yes. Right. Um, and look, I should have researched this before I got on this call. And so yes. I did while I was on the call and I was able to say what type of test it was. There is uh-huh. a blood test for this. It is real. And my doctor finally ordered it after I said my friend did this. But there was a moment where I was like, is this not a real test? Like, did Lindsay make this up for the show? <laughs> right. You never know. It's a reality show. You know, technically, this is a Bravo scream, perhaps. But I thought it was a funny story. And it's Bachelor Jason. And I have, you know, I think part of my part of my fears of like infertility and stuff has been influenced by both people in my in my real life um, relatives who have struggled getting pregnant and also bachelor nation people who have struggled, struggled with IVF and getting pregnant. Um, Ashley Spivey has detailed at length her IVF journey. Um, she was a player on Brad Womack's season. Who's one of my favorite parasocial players. So yeah, there's, there's a little bachelor nation, uh, connection, but for, Women who are, you know, of a certain age, this is a blood test. I will update you and let you know how many how many eggs I have left. The approximation oh. once I do it. Just Well, we look forward to your egg count. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. My screen for the pit this week is less about medical things and more about I guess my mania. Let's just call it that. Aren't they all? <laughs> yeah, at this point, they really are. <laughs> I've been back in the gym recently, trying to get back in shape, nice. trying to get swole, as they say. And mm. I was in the gym on, I don't know when the fuck this was, a couple of days ago. And I see this guy in there. He's on the leg press machine. But I've seen him on mm-hmm. other machines. I've seen him doing lat pull downs. I've seen him on the treadmill. I've seen him multiple times. And each time I have seen this guy, <laughs> I have thought to myself, that guy could be a player. He could probably do well. He's about 6'2", I would guess. He's got the stubble beard, the kind of light brown hair. He just looks like a prototypical player. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when I saw him this most recent time, it took every fucking ounce of self-restraint that I have to not walk up to him and be like, hey, have you ever thought about going on The Bachelorette? This is where I'm at oh, with coaching players, is I'm now starting to see people in the wild and being like, I could fucking, him. yeah, I'm like a fucking uh, a, a baseball minor league scout where you go going to watch like high school games and shit oh, and be like, I God. think that guy can play major league baseball. That's what I felt like anyway. And I oh, know at God. this point, it's a matter of time. It may not be that guy. Because again, I don't like, guys are like hard to coach because they don't, take it seriously especially one who has shown no interest and you're plucking from the wild but that's what i want next honestly is somebody who i do pluck from the wild and and you know turn them into this fantastic player Mm -hmm. that's kind of my next goal i think with coaching at any rate i know it's a matter of time before it may not be this guy but it is a matter of time before i walk up to a complete stranger and ask them if they've ever thought about playing on bachelor bachelorette i know it's going to happen I was so close to doing it. Close. You're not even going to need to walk up to him. You know why? Because you're only going to wear your Game of Roses shirt to the gym from now on. And he's going to see it. And he's going to be like, there's something drawing me in. 
I don't know what it is about this guy, but I got to talk to him. I feel like he's got some good ideas. Yeah. He's like, what's the game of roses? And then I'll just be like, do you want to play? And we'll see where it goes. <laughs> anyway. Do you want to play? You'll be like the squid games yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now the squid games guy. Oh, no. I think if you start naturally talking, it's fine. Who knows what'll come up? You're just making a friend who happens to look like they could be on the bench. <laughs> God, could you imagine if somebody, like imagine somebody in recent seasons, a good player even, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's take somebody like a Zach Clark, for example. Mm-hmm. Let's say that he eventually reveals, oh yeah, I was just like sitting in a coffee shop and some guy came up to me and was like, hey, have you ever thought about going on The Bachelorette? And it was this weird psychopath coach who then taught me all the rules of the game and put me <laughs> to the game. Okay, I got to do it now. I've convinced myself. But that that's the thing. that it, They do recruit people. that They recruit people in bars and stuff, though. You're actually like a Bachelor producer. Yeah, now. but I'm doing it for different reasons, as you might know. This is Sauce Wars, baby. They're all liquids. I'm out there finding my soldiers in the sauce wars. Anyhow, those were our screams from the pit. Now we're going to move on and we're going to play you a scream from the pit that comes from a member of the pit named Danny Boom. This scream also comes with an image, which we're going to be posting to our uh, Instagram. And the image is a hand with an engagement ring on the finger. So I'm sure the scream has something to do with that. If you would like to submit your screams, you just also... Join us in the bottom of the pit. You go to patreon.com slash game of roses. You join us down here and then you're going to get access to our discord where you can submit your very own scream. It has to be a minute or less and we play all the best ones here and analyze them. We are about to do that now. Again, this is Danny Boom. Here is the scream. Hey, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues. My name is Danielle and I am coming to you live with my scream. This weekend, my boyfriend of six years, love of my life, proposed to me. It was the happiest day of my life. I was crying. I was sobbing. It was actually at his graduation parties. All of his family and friends were there. My family and friends were there. And it was just this gorgeous moment, so emotional. And when he popped open that sparkler and I put it on my finger and I really got a chance to look at it, all I could think was, this could be a bachelor ring. This is a ring that someone has absolutely proposed with on The Bachelorette. Like, this is a bachelor ring. I was so, that's what I was thinking. When I was thinking about how beautiful the ring was, it was because I was thinking, this can be a bachelor ring. <laughs> that's myself. Oh, no. Oh, no, Danielle. <laughs> so that's my scream. Happiest day of my life. And I'm thinking about sparklers on past seasons of Bachelorette. Okay. Have a great day. Love the show. Well, Danielle, thank you for submitting this scream. I have to say, after watching The Bachelor, especially after being in the fucking pit for as long as we have been, I don't think there's any way I would ever look at an engagement ring without thinking about Neil Wayne, all the sparklers that have come before, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think there's any way I would. I, in fact, feel like if I was to get engaged, I would not even want a diamond ring. It's too, It reminds me too much of Bachelor. Right. You can't have the down on one knee proposal. You can't have big cauldrons of fire out on a beach. You can't I want have a SWAT proposal. <laughs> <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
If we ever see a fucking squat proposal in our beloved game, I will lose my fucking mind. Squat proposal. Um, I laughed so hard listening to the scream, especially just like, oh no, Danielle, yeah. oh no. <laughs> I was laughing really hard. I mean, first of all, congratulations on your beautiful love story. You sound like you're very happy. Your hand looks like you're glowing. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous sparkler. It's a, what would you call that? An oval-shaped uh, oval diamond. It's got diamonds around the diamond. It's got diamonds around the the band. <laughs> I don't think you need to feel sad about this, though, at all. Like, this scream. This could be a bachelor ring is the scream. But this could be a bachelor ring means it's, like, the greatest ring ever. This is, like, a ring that's, like, big enough and flashy enough that it could be on camera. And yeah. people stay together for year for years, even when they hate each other, in order to keep that ring. And you get to stay with your boyfriend of six years that you love and have the ring. Like, seems like a win, win, win. I agree. And I'm sure you're going to find many other things as this relationship progresses that are going to remind you of our beloved game. This is a hallmark. It's basically the first level of being in the pit is that you can't do anything in your own life without seeing how mm-hmm. it relates back to The Bachelor, specifically where any kind of romantic or wedding type things or dating type things are concerned, because that's obviously what the game is all about. But thank you again, mm-hmm. Daniel, for submitting this scream. We have thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. And again, if anyone else wants to submit their screams, you just join us in the pit at patreon.com slash Game Roses. You're going to get access to that Discord. Submit your one minute or under audio file. We play the best ones here. And submit pictures with them. As Danielle has done, you can see that picture on our Instagram right now of this lovely sparkler. Although I'm guessing it wasn't Neil Lane. I like the pictures. By the way, you know what our tattoo could be? The, the pit. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Neil Lane diamonds logo. No. Miss me with that. <laughs> I'd get maybe sparkler. What about cringe or something? Or sparkler? I do. The cringe necklace is actually the one I wear the most. I like it the best. Yeah. Well, we'll keep thinking about our tattoos. You think about your tattoos. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for joining us for this week in Bachelor Nation. We hope you've enjoyed yourselves. And mm-hmm. we hope you will join us next week for our next installment of Digging Deeper, which is going to be out Monday, available on Patreon, of course. And it's just like restaurant. It's just, it's just this is like... This going to be a great... This is going to be... It's like restaurant. You said Danny, and I was like, fucking Padilla. <laughs> yeah. This. There's just like things that are just filled in my, in my mind, like a form. This Digging Deeper that we're going to have on Monday is just an escalation of Sauce Wars. The Sauce Wars are in full swing. The battles now are coming hot and heavy every week. And this Monday, there's just so much good shit. This week isn't even over. There's still a couple more podcasts that could come out to add to this shit. And already, we have more than we can play. I, yeah. I just, I don't know where the end of the Sauce Wars is, but it's nowhere in sight. This shit's just continuing to build up. We have some Mm-mm. more mentions of Game of Roses in some of these other podcasts we're going to be talking about. Some allusions, some direct refs. Some allusions to Game of Roses as well. It's the idea that I think we are out there. We are exposing the true nature of what this game is. There are some podcasts who are down with that, and there are some who definitely are not. And that really is what we're going to be digging into in this upcoming Digging Deeper on Monday, which again, we hope you will join us for. But until then, as always, what is that dwab at? 
It has been 7,368 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then 